We look at the second test on today's Splash Plus, Australia's best super rugby side. And what's their ceiling? It's Friday, the 9th of March. It's time for your daily dose of Sporting Agenda, your audio edition of the Fox Sports homepage, The Splash, with your host, Phil Pryor. Thank you for tuning in to The Splash on this Friday, and I'm joined by a couple of my esteemed colleagues, cricket journalist Jacob Kroop. Welcome to The Splash, mate. Hi, mate. Good to be here. And rugby and cricket journalist Christy Doran. Hi. G'day, gentlemen. How are we doing? What a, what a combination. Uh, we're going to talk a bit of rugby and we're going to talk a bit of cricket. So I thought we'd better get Christy Doran on the splash. Yep. Uh, Australia's finest all-rounder, Christy Doran. That's number six in the Fox Sports office. <laughs> That's not bad. I used to serve the new ball, but I'm happy with the six on this uh, particular occasion. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, the Super W kicks off this weekend, Christy, I hear. Yeah, it does, and it's a great thing. It's a great step forward for sport in general in Australia yeah. because it's not just a women's thing and this is good for women's sport. This is great for Australian sport. We've, mm. we've seen um, football, AFL, cricket really embrace women's sport over the uh, past few years particularly, and uh, it's great to see that Australian rugby now has a, has a competition for its 15 side. We've seen the success that Sevens have had over the last few years, particularly uh, 2016 mm. with the Olympic gold medal and also the World Championship Series. Here, the Super W kicks off this weekend, Saturday, double header. It's exciting as well because on, on the Saturday, we've got the women playing just a couple of hours before the Queensland Reds take on the Bulls as well. So nice. fingers crossed we get a, a bit of a crowd that, that rolls up. And uh, Jacob, it's fair to say that... Uh, Dave Warner has uh, moved the needle on the Fox Sports website this week. <laughs> yeah, it's been a non-stop David Warner for three <laughs> days now. Thank, thank God there was only a three-day break between the two tests. I don't know how much more Warner yeah, I could take. To yeah, be that's true. Yeah, we'll, we, we will uh, be talking about um, the, the second test, which kicks off Friday evening. Uh, so today, uh, assuming you're listening to this edition of The Splash on Friday. Now, boys... Uh, it's time for some headlines, um, plus a reminder that Unibet's expert edge gives you the rugby league stats and insights you need to back more winners this NRL season, not to mention offering up a stack of Unibet specials each and every round, so make sure you jump on the Unibet website or download the Unibet app to check it out. Now, we'll kick off with some NRL uh, on the headlines. The Vultures are circling Wayne Bennett's Broncos, who fell way short of the Dragons in last night's season opener, suffering a 34-12 defeat in cricket. A test suspension looms for Aussie Vice-Captain David Warner for any more indiscretions. We'll We'll get to that and more in just a sec in AFL. Lee Matthews has come out swinging labelling in-demand Suns skipper as uh, Tom Lynch as overrated. Okay, lethal. And there's speculation. Kurt Tippett's retirement could be short-lived following uh, Swans Ruckman uh, Sam Naismith's ACL rupture again. Okay, okay. And in rugby, the (laughs) the Rebels enter tonight's derby as hot favourites against the Brumbies. Christy, I've got my Unibet app open right now. The Brumbies, they are massive outsiders against the Rebels in tonight's clash. Melbourne, they've obviously started the season 2-0. and oh, They're flying. Uh, well reported over the off-season that they 
brought in plenty of talented recruits, many from over in WA uh, from uh, the now defunct Western Force. Are they the best team in the uh, in the Aussie Conference and the best chance at ending this insane drought of beating a New Zealand Super Rugby team? Well, we won't know if 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 they are a chance until week seven because it. it that's how long it's going to take to, <laughs> well, to come yeah. up against a New Zealand side. So it's a little bit of a frustration to know and to gorge how good your team actually is before mm. you face a, a New Zealand side. As to whether or not they're the best Australian side at the moment, they're certainly the most complete side. If you look right from 1 to 15 in their, their interchange reserves, they've got great depth, they've got good balance, they've got a, a big tight five, some uh, real explosion and... and, and uh, and pace and dynamism and and dynamism and and strength over the ball. Big words in rugby. <laughs> strength over the ball as well as some great playmakers and pace out wide. So they are certainly are very balanced. They've shown that uh, throughout the first couple of weeks that they've had two big wins uh, against the Queensland Reds, followed by the Sunwolves over in Tokyo tonight. They'll play the Brumbies, who will. Give them the best or the, the hardest challenge so far that they've presented. Um, the Brumbies are a, a side that typically uh, is is strong at the set piece in that they grind teams away. So uh, the say David Vessel's Rebel side, they'll be hoping to try to keep this a, a free flowing affair and that they don't get bogged down in the nitty and gritty stuff, which the Brumbies will certainly try to do. Yeah. Okay. You had uh, Rebels fly half Jack Debrasini on the rugby podcast during the week uh you were joined by sam worthington and uh, nick mccardle uh, and drew mitchell on that podcast i would recommend uh everyone going and checking it out uh he's obviously added plenty to the rebels uh this season where else have they really picked up the pace well, well firstly on debrasini he wasn't supposed to be with melbourne this this year after essentially being let go by the club last year, went to Japan, and then at the very last minute in late January, got a, a recall, well, spoke to a couple of people, and they said, we want you back. Mm. Um, he really is, out of all of them, he just needs done to play his hand. And not In the past, we've seen a very inconsistent Jack Debrisini at times throughout a match, brilliant the next moment. You, you just think, what are, we, what are we watching? This is two different players. Yeah. The, the Rebels have got firepower, particularly out wide with Marika Corabetti, who's welcomed back onto the bench this weekend. Um, Australia's first choice test winger at the moment. And, and on the other wing side, we've got Sefania Valu, who's started the season in great form. Mm. Reese Hodge at inside centre, a regular wallaby, as is Dane Haylett-Petty, the fullback. But certainly the biggest inclusion, uh, there's been a couple from, uh, else from the Western Force with Adam, Adam Coleman, uh, who's the captain of the side and, and Australia's first choice lock. But the biggest inclusion by a long way has been Will Genia. Mm. Uh, more than 100 Super Rugby Cats for Queensland. Uh, 80-odd tests for, for Australia. Yeah. Uh, the vice-captain of the Wallabies. He is the general and the, and the person leading him around. And it's just his composure and, and his communication particularly that's helping people like Jack, Jack Debrisini, who has been inconsistent in the past, yeah. really actually just look at home. Yeah, okay. Uh, Rebels taking on the Brumbies, 7.45. Tonight, Australian Eastern Daylight Time on Fox Sports Live. And that's about the same time that the second test over in South Africa kicks off. Jacob, now, all the experts heading into the start of this series had Australia winning the opening clash. Uh, much of the reasoning was 
South Africa's, um, I guess, poor preparation with all the injuries they had to go through and deal with. Heading into this match, Australia with the bookies, they're still slight favourites. Um, but do you see this South African side uh, stepping it up a notch now that they've had more time to um, prepare and and uh, and I suppose just just build into into the series? Yeah, it's interesting because in the in the first test they really didn't perform that well, but they still gave Australia a bit of a scare, mm. uh, mainly thanks to Aidan Markham who scored a you know brilliant hundred and forty three. If mm. if they all turn up and do their job this time around, there's no reason that they can't win this test. These are two very well uh, matched up sides. The worry for South Africa is that the uh, the pitch at Port Elizabeth, Elizabeth is is quite dry, yeah. much like Durban. And if it's dry, it means there's reverse swing. And if there's reverse swing, then Mitchell Stark can you know, can wreak <laughs> havoc. We saw that in the first test. You know, five for in the first. What conditions and... don't suit Mitchell Stark right now? <laughs> that's, that's a fair question. Um, <laughs> but he he, he likes... some of those wickets in that first test were just exquisite. Yeah, well, once he gets it reversing, he's he's unplayable. He's the best bowler in the world yeah. because he can he can, he's he's tall, he's fast, he's he's left-handed, he's got that angle, angle going for him. But when he's got it reversing, he moves it he moves it both ways, which makes it so much more dangerous. Yeah. And he moves yeah. it so late. Um, yeah, so if if he's if he's on song, it's very hard for any team to really compete with Australia. But um, the encouraging thing for Australia, for South Africa rather is that you know Quinson de Kock found form in the second innings. That's huge for them. Um, because it gives that tail some protection. We saw how how vicious Stark was against the tail. Mm. Um, Aidan Markham looked great. He's he's going to be a special player. Abe de Villiers, you know, Australia couldn't really couldn't get him out in the first innings, and in the second innings, it took a crazy run out um, to send him on his way. If he if he's around a bit longer, who knows? Maybe that match you know gets closer and South Africa really push it all the way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it 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 promises to be a cracker, and these are. Are two teams where there's um, there doesn't seem to be too much love between either side. What are you expecting? Uh, because for the last three days you've been writing flat out about David Warner and Quinton de Kock. Um, I'm, I'm sure we're all well across what's <laughs> happened there. Um, I mean, uh, it, historically, when when there's been such a build up, we only have to sort of go back to the Ashes over the summer. There were huge uh, sledging headlines all through. Uh, are you expecting fireworks out um, there in the first uh, session? I don't know if it'll be the first session. I think tensions will build over the game. Okay. Both Steve Smith and Faf Duplessis kind of got read, got you know put for the ringer by um, the match referee Jeff Crow before this mm-hmm. test and told like got read the right act. Yeah, yeah. Did, like got told <laughs> what happened in the first test wasn't on. Oh. The umpires have been told to pay more attention to talk to captains when things are getting getting out of hand. So I think we could actually see quite a, a tepid start to the test mm. with neither side really really biting and then you know come come day two or even the end of day one things will start to get a bit more heated it seems like the more everyone out there cricket commentators and cricket experts and etc uh talk about the threat of sledging and that kind of thing bringing the game into disrepute the more sledging we see out on the ground and australia always seems to be right in the thick of it yeah, well, it's because you know they they like. It's to, like every they, other country's Test cricket team just hate our cricket team. Yeah, and eventually you got to ask, you know, like, am I the problem or is it everyone else? And if it's everyone else you, is a problem me. with you, right? Like, they keep saying that they they know where the line is, they headbutt the line. But if every other team is unhappy with that line, then 
maybe you've got your line in the wrong place. Maybe you shouldn't mm-hmm. be shifting it constantly to suit your own agenda and your own tactics. I watched the I, Tonya movie uh, during the week. Uh, great story about the former American figure skater, Tonya Harding, and, and they made a point of really showing how much she always had an excuse and was blaming other people. Maybe that's what we're doing a little bit too much. Like, okay. At some point, you've got to take a bit of responsibility, right? T- touching on David Warner briefly, um, I, do have, I do have sympathy for him. I think, you know, Candice gets far too much trash thrown away, and that must be hugely frustrating for David Warner, and I understand him losing the plot. At the same time, the idea of sledging is that you're trying to get under someone's skin so that eventually they crack. Quinton DeCock cracked. David Warner can't be angry at how Quinton DeCock cracked. If you're trying to make a person, you know, that word again, crack, eventually you've just got to accept the consequences of that, right? Like, so where's the line, Christy? Oh, I think I think certainly both sides have, have just gone well and truly past it. There's really no excuses for it. And for a bloke who's the vice captain of the national side, um, it's really inexcusable. I'm surprised, to be frankly honest, that, that, that Warner continually gets chance after chance until I think there's a bit more um, affirmative action from, from Cricket Australia. It says, I'm sorry, David, I understand that, you know, as... As Jacob said, and you can feel a little bit of sympathy for him for attacking his wife, and that that's inexcusable. Yeah, David, you're representing your country, and this is we've had four or five or six instances over the years where you've been in the headlines for all the wrong reasons. You you should be stripped of your vice captaincy. So, uh, former Test fast bowler Stuart Clark was quoted on uh, Fox Sports News 500, I believe, this morning, saying that if Dave Warner is suspended. He should also be stripped of the vice captaincy. I'm guessing you agree with that. Are, are you both in in that camp? Um, yeah, to an extent. I think the problem for Australia is that uh, I guess if it's not David Warner, who is it? It's probably Nathan Lyon. You know, he'd he'd be a Jacob, do more we, do we, do we care too much yeah. about who the vice captain is? To be honest, <laughs> while Steve <laughs> Smith's there well. and he's captain, like any of them, like there's a lot of experienced players in that side. And you, you do mention Lyon. You've got Tim Payne, who's I'm pretty sure he's captain Australia, even maybe in the shorter formats of the game, but at very at least captain Tasmania for a long while. We all hear about Mitch. I wouldn't be saying Mitch Mars, but we all hear about his leadership potential. He was captain mm. Western Australia earlier in the year. Uh, Usman Khawaja is, is an experienced player, has been around the international game for a, a number of years. So I think we, at times, probably put a little bit too much emphasis on who the vice-captain is. Yeah. Uh, Christy, you just kind of also did my job in, in pretty much reading out the Australian cricket team, Jacob, which heads into the second test yep. unchanged. Um, but it looks like that won't be the case for the Proteas. Uh, yes and no. They're... They're hoping to have Tamba Bavuma back for the uh, second test. He's missed okay. about two months of cricket with a with a finger injury. Um, was it he who ran out, David Warner? Yes, he had a, he, that, that amazing run out in the uh, the summer of 2015-16. Um, when he 2015-16, 2016-17, sorry. Um, when he, you know, David Warner played him off his played a ball off his hips just just to the to the right of Tamba Bavuma runs across, picks the ball up. While he's still diving, throws the stumps down, and David Warner's gone, and that series kind of goes off the rails for Australia from there. Um, he, he's a special fielder, and he's a very tenacious batsman, which um, South Africa really could have done with in that first test. I think De Bruyne played 
reasonably well in, in both innings. I think he'd feel hard done by if he makes way, but you know, Temba Bavuma is someone who's up for the fight, and I think South Africa would could do with that now. I'm going to be bringing up YouTube straight after this for a quick uh, <laughs> reminder of that uh, Great play. piece of footage. Uh, Jacob, quickly before we wrap up, details for this second test. Where can we watch it? What time's uh, each uh, yep. day kicking off? Uh, okay, so first ball will be 7pm tonight on Fox Sports More. I believe that's Channel 507. Yep. Um, and coverage should start an hour before. You know, co- um, comprehensive previews from the likes of Alan Border, Sean Pollock, Graham Smith, Brendan Julian. Yeah. Uh, plenty of people you want to watch. Yeah, nice. Uh, Christy, what do you think uh, happens in this one? Give us a bit of your uh, famous analysis. In the cricket we're talking about? Yes. Well, look, we've, we've seen it time and again, and we saw it right throughout the Australian summer, that Australia's pace attack is just lethal, and there's, there's no substitute for pace. You can swing it as much as... Well, we've seen Vernon Philander swing it in, in South Africa time and time again. But when you're swinging it as well as bowling at 150 kilometres per hour, as Jacob said a couple of times, it's it's almost impossible to play. So mm. uh, I, I, I just can't see South Africa. And you look at how Dean Elgar in particular was playing the, the, the new ball and it's so hard to get forward and just blunt the, the attack when it's coming at you at, at such speed. Uh, that is a big problem for South Africa at the moment. Dean Elgar looked terrible that first test and then you've got... Hashim Amlar at first drop, who just can't play Josh Hazelwood for yeah. the life of him at the moment. No, that's two of your top three. Um, and if you've got two of your top three underperforming, you've you've got a tough ask winning a test match. Yeah, so live action from Port Elizabeth. Tonight, live Super Rugby action kicks off on Fox Sports from about 5.30 as well. Of course, uh, games two and three of the NRL season live on Fox League as well. We have an absolute smorgasbord to look forward to Friday evening and right throughout the weekend, boys. Thanks very much for joining us on today's Splash. Thanks for having us, mate. Cheers. Good job. Good job, lads. You happy happy with that? Yeah. <laughs> you got to keep the headset on, Jacob. Jacob, you're taking off too early. Yeah. Have a good Just weekend, a, a, a tad early. Thanks, lads. <laughs> That'll do us today. And don't forget to get the Expert Edge today. Visit unibet.com.au or download the Unibet app. That's a wrap.